Welcome to the Warrior Goddess Revolution, a podcast dedicated to helping you get free, free of shame, free of fear, free of limitations, and free to become the woman you are meant to be. Let the inner revolution begin. Here's your host, Heather Ash Amara. Hey, welcome back everyone to Warrior Goddess Revolution. This is a special, wonderful, weird conversation that Serena and I are going to have about a question that came in. And the question was about fire. So I invited Serena to join me as well. Serena's one of our Warrior Goddess mentors, works on Team Pixie, and does many other things. And she came really to the fire walk because of a fire that had happened in her life. And as many of you know, we are currently navigating uh, the huge wildfire in New Mexico. There's been a wildfire in New Mexico burning since April 6th, and May 15th, that wildfire went through Warrior Heart Ranch, and we lost about mm, 95% of our forest. So there's been lots of grieving, uh, lots of tragedy in, in our community. The fire is like 500 square miles, so it was, it's, and it's still burning. And here we are in Teotihuacan. So right now, Serena and I are sitting at the Dreaming House in Mexico about to do firewalk certification training. So I think we're both probably about to light our first fire since the fire. Yes. Whoa. (laughs) So we just want to talk about fire. So I'll just share really quickly, and then I'd love for Serena for you to share your story about how you arrived in the warrior goddess world. You know, one of the things that I always teach about all of the elements is that the elements have both healing properties and destructive properties, and that there is a a continuum of these energies. So with air, for example, there's our breath, there is gentle breezes, and there's also tornadoes. With fire, there's little bitty candles and electricity, and there's wildfires, which we are now navigating. With water, there is, you know, gentle, sweet rivers and hot springs and tsunamis. And with earth, there's little bunnies and earthquakes. So each of the elements has this beneficial side and also a destructive side. And you can't be in relationship with an element without honoring the possibility of what it can also do. And so because that's so woven into my being, I don't now have a negative like the wildfire is bad or fire is bad. Fire just did what it does. It burns stuff. And sometimes we're happy when it burns stuff, when we're releasing things or when it's burning wood and it's creating warmth. And sometimes fire takes things away Um, and it's a form of cleansing. And of course there's grief connected to it. And it also opens us up into something new. So those are initial thoughts. Serena, tell us about your relationship with fire. Yeah. And as you're talking, Heather Ash, I was thinking about like the composting quality of fire is that place of, okay, here's this thing and we've used whatever the piece is and now it's going into this way of becoming something else and then it will get nourished in a different way, right? So true. And that's what brought me to the Warrior Goddess work. So I had um, an apartment fire and 
I mean, I was displaced when I found Warrior Goddess living out of a hotel with my cats and um, had a, a Facebook ad come by that was like, come to this fire walk at this event. And I didn't know what Warrior Goddess was or who you were and didn't really care. Um, but every fiber, I felt it in my bones were like, you have to go walk on fire, which seemed insane at the time. Like, what? <laughs> I'm like displaced from the fire and, and here I am. And I, it felt like a mandate though. It felt like an invitation, but with some like fortitude behind it and like, come on. And, and, and that's what fire walks are like. Right. And so I was like, okay, I guess I'm going to go walk on fire and called up my friend and long story short, we ended up at, at that first warrior goddess wisdom weekend. And it changed my life and I had no idea that I would end up here. Um, but you know, one of the things that you often say at workshops is like, it doesn't like let go of like, I'm definitely going to walk on fire. Or I'm never, I'm not, I'm definitely not walking on fire. And I remember all weekend I was holding, I'm definitely walking on fire. I'm definitely walking on fire. And then maybe like a half hour before we walked, all of us fear came in and the cells of my body were like, what are we doing? And I had, there was this warrior goddess who grabbed my hand and put a rose quartz in my hand. She didn't say anything. And my whole body was like, Oh, we can, we can do things that are scary. And like the fear didn't have to like stop or whatever. And, you know, and then I came back to a couple other firewalks that summer before or maybe even that fall before um, your next like warrior goddess event. And every single time there was this gift from, from going. And I felt like I was mending this relationship that I had with fire because I affinity with fire growing up. And then this fire happened and it wasn't anyone's fault. It just happened in my apartment, but I felt really abandoned and displaced and like all these things. And then the fire brought me back home to myself in a really really cool way and with a community that I've now found that I can't like it's hard for me to imagine not being in relationship with fire and relationship with life in that way you know yeah yeah exactly and I think that's really so much of the work we do in the warrior goddess community is about how to align with life and in aligning with life, that means aligning not just with the things we like. Um, and it doesn't mean that the aligning is easy. Like figuring out how to align with the wildfire right now and just be open to how much was destroyed, how much is lost, and also simultaneously opening to what are the possibilities now. You know, and one of the things that I'm always wanting to share with people about the wildfire is that, and just fire in general, is there's going to be a lot more fires. We've already seen because of climate change, because of the droughts, the immense fires that are happening in California, Colorado, Montana, New Mexico, Texas. And you know, New Mexico has two of the biggest, the, the wildfire we are in, still in the middle of is the biggest wildfire in New Mexico history. And there's another one that's burning that's probably gonna surpass it. So in one year, 
we've had two of the biggest wildfires in New Mexico history. And there'll be more. That's just the truth. There's going to be a lot more fires. There's more hurricanes. There's more flooding. And we can look at that and go into fear about what's coming. Or we can just understand things are shifting. And how do we stay grounded and grieve what gets lost while we also open up to how do we support each other? Um, I've, I've tried to be really, really transparent in my journey with the land that there's been a lot of grief because there's been, there's so much loss. And just walking through the devastation of that forest, it's really incomprehensible what happened. It felt very apocalyptic. Like when we were out walking and the wind was blowing and there wasn't anything to stop the wind. And I was like, there's like ash and dirt and stuff. And I'm like, Heather Ash, what are we, what is this? Like a world that we don't recognize. And, you know, I even think about like Octavia Butler and writing the ways that she wrote about the apocalypse in quotation marks. And like, how do we navigate the new world, whatever that is? And not from my like tragic devastating like this is where we're headed but that things are changing and we may not go back to whatever our normal was before and so in that way aligning with what shows up and just being with it that it doesn't have to be a particular way I think has been one of my like great gifts of being out of the land after the fire um, has been that place of just showing up I mean I took my shoes off almost immediately because I felt her saying I'm not untouchable. You can walk on me. And like putting my feet to the ash and then just sitting in the ash and like rubbing my hands in the dirt and feeling this place of like, hey, I'm here. What do you need? And that like prayer that we feel when we're deeply connected to fire. And then we can't just like, yay, fire, when we're doing a fire walk. We're doing big ritual, <laughs> like, yay, fire. And then other times be like, but that fire's bad, or I don't want that. Like pushing a beloved away. Yeah, and understanding it's not personal. The fire's right. not out to get us, yeah. <laughs> right? It's not like, I'm going to go take all this away. It's doing what it does. And yeah, and I agree, it's one of the things of, I was sitting by the creek one day looking at all the burnt trees and there's some that are alive along the creek, but just how much is going to be changed when all those trees come down? Because there's a little bit of an illusion right now that there's more alive trees than there are because they still have needles on them, but they're completely brown. So all of like so many of the trees are going to end up coming down eventually. And I was looking up the creek and feeling this grief and this loss and like, I love those trees so much. And, and then I thought, well, if I didn't know there were supposed to be trees there, what would it look like? And I was able to move the picture out of my head of what it should be and realize it's not what it is now. And who said it should be that way? It was that way before. But to be able to then look again and realize, oh my gosh, the rocks are so beautiful. They're so beautiful. They're so beautiful. The mountains are so beautiful. And that what the fire did is revealed a deeper level of the land that parts of which we couldn't, we'd never been able to see before. 
It's kind of fascinating. It was so fascinating. I was like, I've never seen that. Like what? And all the time that we've spent out there and you know, I felt like I was greeting new friends, but I was like, oh my gosh, I didn't even see that you were there. Hi. And in some ways that's really humbling, right? Like how many times are we walking through our lives, not seeing, not interacting, not being in the depths with things because they're not like visible to the eye. Oh, yeah. And how fire or water or air or earth, like any of the elements can shift our perspective so drastically and so quickly to then reveal something else. And this isn't about like, oh good, okay, we're, we're good now. Now we're just gonna move, move on and it's all great. I mean, I've had so many people that have, have said like, well, the seeds pop. That's what happens when fire happens. And I'm like, sometimes. But not always, like and sometimes it seeds. sterilizes and not yeah. all the seeds and not the seeds we have. Mm-hmm. Um, and everybody, there's a way that people want to like go over the grief and like just go to the birthing part and being in relationship with the elements and with the cycles, that place of giving ourselves permission to grieve. So whatever wildfire each of us is navigating, whether that's on a big community level, like we're navigating in New Mexico or a personal level, or both, that whatever fires come through our life that, and endings, and that's probably a better way to say it, is like those endings, how do we honor the endings and let ourselves have the grief and be in that relationship and let it take as long as it takes? I mean, I got to Mexico a couple days ago and I just felt like, I'm like, I feel like it just happened. Yeah. Like I was just, I just wanted to cry for, for days. Um, and it shifted and I feel better today. But I was like, wow, the grief, you know, it's been over a month now, still really fresh. And then it goes away and then I'm fine. And I'm like, this is going to be interesting. Like now we have this total blank canvas. What are we going to do next? And that place of possibility and living into that dream, whatever that dream is, right? I'm also, you know, I feel like both of us have navigated a lot of death in different ways. And it very much mirrors that as well. Like how many times do we have a death and people are like, you're not behaving the way that I thought you would after this thing happened. Um, And so what do you think are the, I don't know, like the nuggets of how to be with our grief and when something's happening like that. And also how to be with our playfulness in the midst of that too, because just wallowing in the grief can take us out. Yeah, so true. I think for me, it's really about giving ourselves permission. Um, And I'll share with you all that we're sitting in a living room and I just noticed the refrigerator just went on. So there's lots going on around here. There's somebody sweeping outside. So there, there may be noises because we're doing a really casual talk here for Where God is Revolution podcast. So that place of can, for me, can I give myself permission to be in the grief fully and to have my heart break and to feel the tenderness and the vulnerability and the loss and also equally give myself permission to be in joy and have playfulness and that they can coexist. 
that it doesn't have to be one or the other. And that because I have had loss in my life, I've learned grief, it just, it's nonsensical in a way, it's cyclical. I decided it's kind of like COVID. <laughs> like you never know when it's gonna show up. <laughs> um, but that place of permission I think is so helpful. And then what I also love is, is pulling the story off to just have the emotion, to just give myself permission to have the grief fully and when I do that, when I'm not thinking about how terrible it all is, but I'm just like, I feel grief, I feel lost, be in it, it moves. And then I feel the gratitude and the curiosity of what's next. How about for you? How have you navigated grief? I mean, very similarly, I, I had an experience a few weeks ago where I released a ton of grief. Like it felt like years of grief. And I don't know, it probably lasted a few minutes. And then it was just empty. And I like, I was like, huh, that was cool. Like watching it and, and watching the places, you know, when I first came to Warrior Goddess and to the fireworks, the places where I would like hold on for dear life to whatever emotion was happening at the time and like the story that was attached to it. And now at this place, allowing it to just be where I'm at. Because when I'm not, I get into even more suffering because I'm like trying, I'm like crushing my joy before it even starts because I'm not supposed to be feeling that way, um, which is absolutely not helpful. Yeah. And I think when we are grieving, like really big grief, um, it's a cleansing, right? But, and you talk about this a lot in your work. We have to clean, but we also have to do more things we love. What helps be able to deal with the grief is doing more things I love and leaning into that. And, um, and I think the other thing with grief is that we realize how precious everything is and also in a way how nothing matters. And so like, where are the places I know I often assess this within myself, where are the places where I'm holding back and how can I not hold back? And we forget, right? <laughs> okay. I'm not holding back. I'm not holding back. And then we go back to our normal, normal lives, whatever that means. And we forget. And then we go back to holding back. We go back to things not being precious and being habitual. And so I actually think that in a way, grief helps us stay tender to being in relationship with all of life. And that feels really supportive. You know, and I think our ancestors, I think that's a gift that they give us over and over and over again is to like not forget and to know that we will forget and then but don't forget. <laughs> Remember. And there's this place with the fire. One of the things about being a firewalk instructor and being in such a deep relationship with fire is that it's always different. So we're trained and we learn, the fire teaches us that it's completely unpredictable. So as a firewalk instructor, we're not like, I'm in control of the fire and it's going to do exactly what I think it's going to do. We come with awe and curiosity and total presence because every, even if you're using the exact same wood mm -hmm. in the exact same place, they're all different. Mm -hmm. They're all different. And so I think that also has helped in my relationship with fire that because it's so intimate and I know how unpredictable fire is, it makes it a little bit easier to be in relationship with the wildfire because like it does what it does. Mm -hmm. And 
you know, I remember in the beginning when, when we realized the fire was, I knew the fire was going to go through the land like a couple weeks beforehand, I think. Um, and then a lot of people were like, we're praying that it doesn't come. And I, I had this body. I'm like, it's too late. It's like, we can't control this. We absolutely cannot control this. And I do believe that the prayers and the energy and the love that was sent to the land made it so we didn't lose everything. So we have a core base to function from. And if we had lost that core base, so if the house had burned down all the way, the community kitchen burned all the way, we'd lost the shed and all the tools. If we'd lost the porta pot, you know, like yeah. the, the infrastructure, I think if that had gone as well, I think we probably would have walked away and just been like, all right, we're not supposed to be here. Like the land is just going to do its thing. But I feel like because the house, the community kitchen did get saved and there's this ring of green trees at the very heart of the Warrior Heart Ranch that we're being asked to continue to steward mm-hmm. and to steward a new form. Mm-hmm. In whatever way that takes place, right? I was hanging in the hammock, um, looking out at everything, <laughs> and um, I was I, I was rocking and I imagine you know this, but maybe you don't. I was like terrified of hanging in a hammock just a few years ago. You're terrified of everything. I know. I was terrified of everything. I was like wilderness. What? Um, and I was hanging in the hammock a couple weeks ago and just like looking out. And as it as I was being rocked, there was this like this being held feeling sense. And then also like how do we hold her and like. I don't know. It felt very relational and there was this heartbeat that I could like feel and this like, don't stay away. Um, and I, 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 that's a conversation that constantly happens within me because I live 10 hours away, but there's this echo of like, don't stay away, keep coming back. And, um, I think that's true of the fire, right? Fire burns sometimes. <laughs> I've gotten a fire kiss or two, right? And it is different every single time. Um, and we don't pretend that it's not, I think is what's really helpful. is And, and maybe part of this is I imagine the way that you teach is like, we don't know anything really. We know that we have these tools or we have this land that we burned on before and like all of those things, but every single time we're in new relationship and it's brand new even if we think that we know some of the things (laughs) we've had some training but every single time it's a it's a new experience and and the energy is different right like the fire shows up sometimes really fiercely and sometimes it's like gentle. I remember there was this one fire walk we did in San Antonio and I walked on the coals and it felt like snow. And I was like, what? How does it feel like snow? And I like looked at the bottom of my feet and I was like trying to figure it out. And there's just so many things in our world that we just, we won't know. And like, how do we live with that? That mystery, that love um, and being unconditional with like showing up. Yeah. And that things, when we show up with 
things the way they are, sometimes they're irrevocably changed. And, you know, again, just noticing how people are like, oh, it'll grow back, it'll grow back really quick. And I'm like, actually, parts of it will never grow back. Um, and it's hard to hear this, but I think it's really important for us living in these times to understand sometimes the shifts that are going to happen, we're not going to go back to what it was. It's going to be completely different. And if we can let go of it's better or it's worse, or it'll, it'll be great or it'll be terrible. And just, this is what is. So at Warrior Heart Ranch, we have 72 acres of sterilized soil. Unless we do a lot to mitigate that, nothing will grow back. Nothing. So there's a difference of a fire going through, which is beneficial, because fire is also very beneficial to, wildfires are also very beneficial, versus the fire that we had that burned so hot, it was total destruction. And in our lives as well, there's places where we lose things in our lives, whether that's people or whether that's our capacity. And it's not like, oh, well, that's okay. That capacity will come back. It may not. And so how do we be in relationship with my body's different or this beloved is gone and they're not coming back? Um, the land will never be the way it was. It'll be different. Our lives in, are constantly remade. And there's this interesting balance, I think, of showing up with what is in a creative, open way with also without deciding it should be better or it should be worse, but just what is it now? And that feels so freeing in a lot of ways, right? Like we're not working from a manual or a way that it has to be. Um, and I think, you know, with the warrior goddess work, that's the point. We're always that choice. And that's how we get to freedom. That's how we get to liberation is that we can come back to how do I want to play in this way? Um, when we were up at the landless last time, the first time since the fire for me, actually for you too, there was that place of like where I chose to put my tent. And it was in the middle of a burnt circle of trees past a meadow on ash and dirt and every night I would go back and I would just laugh at the mess that was made because the wind had come through and all of the ash and stuff was now on my stuff and the first like day or so I was like mad about it and was like ah why did I do this but by the fourth day I was like giddy and playing in it and just being like yeah and sometimes our life turns to ashes <laughs> and all I could do is be like, why do we have to be in suffering about it? And like, how do we come back to those places of like, okay, everything's in ashes. How do I want to choose to recycle, rebuild, return all of those things, remodel. And there's something so incredibly, awe, like I was about to say awesome, like in awe about our capacity to even have the opportunity in some ways to do that, not just with the ranch, but with our lives. And that's what fire walking does, right? It like energizes us in such a way that we're like, oh, we can do things we never imagined we could ever do. Um, and it just, it blows us open in some really cool ways. In some very cool ways.
I love this. The place of in relationship to fire as a fire walker, as a fire walking structure, that there is that deep respect for fire. And if we can start to shift everything in our lives towards respect rather than fear, that's where big transformation happens. And so the fear tells us I have to somehow protect myself, I have to control, I have to understand, I have to know. And the fire tells us, and I think life tells us, you can't control it. You want to be in relationship to it. And if we, when we approach it from respect, from really deep present respect, hello, who are you today? Who am I today and how do we play today or not? Because that's the gift of fire walking is you never know if you're going to walk. You show up, you feel the energy, you notice the fire, you notice yourself. And really that's such a beautiful way to be in relationship with life. Of I respect life. Life shifts drastically. Can we show up in our relationship with life knowing that it may tumble us around, that we have respect for the power of life for the power of fire for the power of change and that we will eventually find our feet again in a new way and choose to come back to love over and over again <sighs> so there's some thoughts around fire and life any last closing thoughts mm -hmm. I think just this blessing of being able to be in the summer solstice after being with fire in that way and then coming to be with others who are also intrigued at the very least about how to be in relationship with fire and that place of keep coming back and getting curious and wondering what's here, what's available. Um, and what do we want to dream? What do we want to create? And in community, right? Not in our little islands of isolation. Yeah. What do we want to create in community? And where are the places where something's been burned down to allow something else to emerge? And where are the places where we can honor our grief and open into creativity? and keep showing up for as long as it takes for as long as it takes thanks rena thank you heather ash <laughs> if you enjoyed this episode don't forget to like subscribe and share it with a fellow warrior goddess if you felt fully empowered and inspired by what you heard today we want to know about it you can share your feedback by leaving a review wherever you listen to your podcasts we thank you for your support. It's the fastest way to fuel the revolution. To learn more about the Warrior Goddess Revolution and other Warrior Goddess offerings, visit us at www.warriorgoddess.com.